Hello everyone, this is a personal synthesis podcast and with me is the creator of personal synthesis, Dr. Nash Popovic. Hello Nash, how are you? Thank you, Bobby. I'm very well. I'm good to be here and uh, want to ask you, usually I ask you back how you are, but this time I want to ask you how confident you are, because that's what we'll be covering today, confidence. Yes, uh, that is a good question. Usually, uh, when I'm doing things uh, that I know a lot about, a lot about, I'm very confident. I can say I- I'm confident. Yeah, I'm confident because uh, I believe in myself. I know right. what I'm capable of, and I know my limits, and uh, I- I'm pretty confident. Yeah. Excellent. Okay, so this is a good start because I want to first of all clarify a few things about confidence. You started talking about confidence related to your activities, doing something. Usually, when we talk about confidence, it's about uh, our work or maybe hobbies or or some other activities. But confidence is actually much broader. You need confidence almost all the time, even not uh, when you are doing something. For example, Many people lack confidence in social situations. So I know people who don't go to parties, for example, because they're not confident enough for that. So first thing that I want to be clear about is that confidence is not necessarily only about what you do. It actually means believing in yourself, believing that you are okay and that you will be okay in whatever situation you find yourself. So Even when you are in uh, challenging situations, for example, or some sticky situations, you believe in yourself enough to know that you will get through that. That's the confidence we are talking about. How's that sound? That sounds great. I mean, you know me. Our listeners don't know me that well, but you do. I'm very confident in those social situations that you mentioned. (laughs) (laughs) but there are some situations in which you may not be very confident and that's normal our confidence fluctuates nobody is confident always and everywhere and in every situation in some situations we may be more confident than in others and so on it was an interesting story that a soldier, I read a story about a soldier who went through several wars and a really tough guy, yeah. very, very confident in his physical abilities and so on. But when he finds himself sitting with a lady or somebody that he may be fancy, he completely loses his confidence. He's like a child. His legs start trembling and so on. So somebody who appears to be massively confident in situations where most of us wouldn't is not very confident in other situations that for many people would be okay. So let let me just now tell you a secret about confidence. We are all confident and confidence is already there in all of us. For example, most of people are confident brushing their teeth or getting up in the morning or having a shower or having a chat with the people they live with, um, uh, cooking a meal and and so on. There's so many things things that we are confident about if we are functioning adults. But we take these things for granted and we focus, we zoom on those few things that we are not confident about. So first thing that I want to suggest here is an intervention that can help you to recall the confidence when you need it. This is called picture confidence and consists of three steps. Recall an experience in which you have 
felt confident, whatever it is, it could be just playing with a child or dancing or chatting to a friend or playing football or cooking or whatever it is that you feel confident doing, just recall vividly in your mind that kind of experience. Right. And try then, the second step is forget about that activity or that situation. Just try to imagine the confidence itself. What does confidence look like? Make an image of that. Give it the shape, give it the color, give it the location in your body. So if you imagine confidence, Bobby, how would it look like? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I always, uh, I always imagine uh, confidence uh, like a sun behind the cloud. Uh, you know, like a sun behind the cloud. Okay. If that makes any sense. It makes perfect sense. What I want you now to imagine, where is that sun in your mind? Above uh, you or in the above sky? Me. Above me. Above me in the sky. Okay, I now want you to imagine something weird. I want to imagine that that sun is inside you. Right. Can you imagine that? Yes, of course. So can you imagine that that part of the sky is inside you and there is a little bit of clouds somewhere. Your sun is somewhere in the middle of your body. Yeah. And the clouds are now moving away and the sun starts shining from you, from inside you shining out how does it feel imagine that it feels very good it feels very good okay yeah 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 feels natural excellent okay so try to memorize that image and bring it up in situation which you need more confidence Let's say tomorrow you are going to meet a client and speak to a client and things like that, and you feel not very confident about that. Now get that sunshine. All right. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to try it. Thank you. I'm going to try it. And then I'm going to tell you how, how it went. Yes, please. Yes, please. <laughs> yes. Uh, and uh, Nesh, uh, yeah. now uh, you, uh, we talked about confidence. But uh, I know many people that sabotage themselves. Is there anything that they can do about confidence? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's very important. Before I talk more about that, I just want that. Do you ever do that to yourself? Uh, No, not anymore. Not anymore? No, no, not anymore. Because uh, I did it when I was younger. Right. I have an example yeah. where I was younger. Uh, many times I said to myself, "Ah, oh, you cannot do that. Don't even try it." Okay, that's a very typical example. Thank you for that. I think a lot of listeners can sympathize with that and can resonate with that. It's so common we actually have that kind of unhelpful thinking, saying to ourselves something like, "I can't make it. I'm not good enough." I'll be rejected or laughed at. Very often we think that others will laugh at us or something like, oh, it was only luck when we do something good. And that's that kind of false modesty, you know, where we put yourself down even when we do something well. So for those people who are doing that, I suggest the following steps. Bring it to the open and acknowledge your critical voice. What happens? We say this thing to ourselves But because we don't like it, we then brush it under the carpet and that kind of voice festers there, festers from some kind of, um, if you like, um, subconscious level. And, and, but it doesn't mean that it's uh, not effective. It actually influences us. And it influences us even more because it's not out in the open where it can be dealt with. So bring it out in the open. Try to find out why it's there. Perhaps you have internalized them. somebody else's attitude towards you. The most common reason why these things happen, why we start saying these things to ourselves, is that 
some other people, maybe your uh, brother, sister, um, a mother, father, or a friend was saying something to you, and then you internalize, you start doing the same to yourself. So if you recognize that you have that voice, basically you need to do some soul searching and decide if undermining yourself is justified or helpful. Does it help in any way? Does it make you do things better? And if you conclude that it's justified, then you may carry on with that. But I doubt that you will come to that conclusion. So you really need to get to the point to tell that point to shut up. Yeah. <laughs> and, then... and then to gradually start replacing those unhelpful messages with realistic but supportive ones. How do we transform this into more positive messages. It's really a very important to think about that carefully. Because saying things such as everything will be fine, I'm great, everybody will love me, won't do. Bobby, what do you say to yourself to build build your confidence? Do you have some kind of pep talk with yourself? Nothing, nothing special. special. I, okay. Nothing special. I just say, it's okay, I'm going to do it. Yeah. And nothing else. Yeah, okay. So you don't need that. Some people need to talk to themselves, to give them some sort of affirmative messages. Yeah, but they often part. make mistake by making those messages unrealistic. And yeah. that actually undermines confidence because when these expectations are not fulfilled, when the reality clashes with those super positive messages, you lose confidence even more. So we suggest on our website few positive but realistic messages that can be helpful in building your confidence. And now I want to uh, ask you about uh, building confidence. The first thing that we need to take into account when building our confidence is that we need to focus on three stages. The first one is before an event in which you want to be confident. The second one is during the event. And the third one is after the event. Very often, we just focus on that middle stage, trying to be confident in the situation. But actually, the other two stages are equally important. So let's start with the before an event stage. And that stage consists of three steps or elements, if you like. The first one, preparation. I don't think that I need to talk much about that. Really, the confidence depends a lot on how well you are prepared. So yeah. what, whatever you are going to do or whatever challenges you are going to face, knowledge and practice can help you build your confidence. Knowing about that event and also practicing whatever you need to do there. Then the other step is reducing expectations. Reduced expectations increase confidence as they are more likely to be fulfilled. For example, your confidence will be greater if you expect that one or two people will like you at the party rather than expecting everybody to like you. This is such a simple trick and it works very, very well. People who don't have social confidence usually really have inflated expectations. And if there is just one person who look at them in a the wrong way, they run away. Not yeah. at all taking into account that probably most of people either like them or have some kind of neutral view on them. So my suggestion in this case is if you lack social confidence, for example, just aim for one or two people to like you, have nice, good conversations with them and so on. 
And the last point at this stage is your sense of power. What is your power, Bobby? Uh, humor. <laughs> humor. Okay. Yeah. Good. Good. I mean, sense of power can relate to so many different things. It could be physical power, intellectual power, power of attractiveness, the power of kindness, and so on. And we very often, again, sometimes because of false modesty or sometimes because we take for granted our powers, we don't even know what powers are. I suggest you think about what is actually your power before any kind of event in which you need greater confidence. Okay, now the next stage is during the event. There are also three points there that uh, can help you to maintain the confidence. First one is relax to reduce the tension, which will make you feel better. And that in turn will strengthen your confidence. And this is really important one. Focus on what is happening, not yourself. Now imagine this, Bobby, you have to perform, let's say you need to give a talk to okay. other people, to a big audience, let's okay. say a few hundred people in the audience, right? Okay. However, your relative comes and say, Bobby, you need to take care of my child. I have to go to this hospital and you really need to take care of her. And you say, but I'm going to the stage. Well, take her to the stage too. Take, yeah. take my child to the stage. So you take the child on stage, would that make more difficult for you to talk to the audience? I think it would, because I would uh, look at the child uh, all the time to see if she's okay. Exactly. That's exactly the mistake that we do in such situations. So instead of focusing on the audience, we focus on ourselves on or the child within us. And we think, oh, how am I feeling now? Am I doing well? So you yeah. divide your attention between the audience and yourself. And of course, right. that leads to worse performance because your attention is divided. So the secret of performing well is forget yourself. Just focus on the people out there. Focus on passing the message or giving them the message or focus on them enjoying what you're saying and so on. And the last point at this stage is to focus on being your best rather than on the outcome. So don't worry if the audience, we are talking now about uh, performing in front of other people, don't worry if the audience will like you or not, if they will applaud or anything like that. Just focus on doing your best because that will give you peace of mind after the event. Now, the last stage after the event, it's about feedback, because whatever you do, if it's something that involves other people, you are likely to get some feedback and other people can increase your confidence, but they also can knock your confidence down. This is why it's really important that you be the first judge of your performance it's not a very good idea to rely on others because, well, others are not always very reliable. Yep. Sometimes, you know, you they may undermine you, not because you did anything wrong, but out of spite or envy and so on, you probably experience that. Of course. The, the last point is attributing success to stable factors. 
What it means, forget about things like, oh, it was just a luck or something like that. Forget about false modesty and so on. Attribute the success to you because you put effort and time into that and now understanding that if you did something well that you did because of your abilities would give you, again, sense of confidence and peace of mind that you will be able to do that in the future. If you rely only on on luck, your confidence is not going to grow even after performing well, because you may not have that luck next time. Now, okay, we build confidence, but not everything goes as planned. Right. I think that's very important how to keep that confidence. Yeah. Okay, so there are several important things related to this. The first one is dealing with mistakes. And the most important thing that we need to remember in this respect is that mistakes are inevitable. We all make mistakes every day. Most of these mistakes are small and not important. Sometimes they're big. But the point is that they are inevitable because we are very complex and the the life is very complex and it's impossible to do everything or to perform always perfectly. So if you make a mistake, rather than trying to hide it, admitting that to yourself and others if necessary, and then if you do so, it will affect you less. It it seems like a paradox, but that's true. People who acknowledge that they made mistake lose confidence less than those who don't. However, avoid judging yourself, particularly in the name of others. You know, sometimes we say, oh, I made mistakes now. They must think that I'm stupid or something like that. No. No. They don't. You think that. And it's not fair to those other people, as they may not be thinking that way. And it's not fair to your confidence either. Now, the other point is balance the significance of that mistake by taking into account what you also did well. Sometimes it's useful to actually keep a diary of such instances you feel good about because occasionally you may need to read through this thing to remind yourself when your confidence is knocked down because you did something wrong, because you made a mistake, it's good to go through these things and remind yourself many occasions where you performed well. And last but not least, of course, learn from your mistake and try again as soon as possible. If you make mistake, try to do the same thing as soon as possible. The more you delay, the greater your anxiety and the greater your chance of repeating the mistake will be. So let's say if you say something wrong or if you do something wrong, you fall off the bike Get on the bike straight away and try the same again. Yeah. I have an example for that. Go um, on, please. Yes. Uh, yes. When I got my driver's license, a couple of months uh, later, I had my first crash. I see. So my car was uh, broken and uh, in a workshop. So when they come to go pick up my car, I said to my grandfather, uh, would you like to go with me to drive the car? And he said, no, no, I'm not. If you don't sit right now, you're n- never going to drive again. So I I remember I went, I picked up my car. And when I uh, drove uh, to my house, I felt again confident to drive. Your, your grandfather was a wise man. That's about dealing with mistakes and uh... One more thing I want to mention about preserving confidence, and this is overconfidence. One of the best ways to undermine your confidence is to be overconfident. I used to play snooker, and uh, I had a friend, and uh, he was very good. 
But every time before some fairly difficult move or something like that, he would say, certainly, I'm hoping that I will pot that ball. And we knew whenever he says, I'm hoping that we are doomed, he's <laughs> going to do it. But he would never say, I'm going to pot it. I will. He, he never tried to be overconfident. And that, in a way, is a good lesson because we can never be 100% sure that whatever we do will produce results that we want. Yeah. So if you are overconfident, it is more likely that we'll make mistakes, do something wrong, be careless, and so on. And that will uh, knock our confidence further. So one of the secrets of being confident, don't be overconfident. Yeah, yeah. be realistic. Yes, indeed. indeed. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Nesh. Uh, I think this was very helpful and very interesting. We are continuing next week. And uh, I want to ask our listeners to leave us a comment or uh, questions, and we would be uh, very glad to answer them. Thank you, Bobby. Yeah. See you next Thank week. Thank you. See you next week.